Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Well, buckle your seatbelts, everybody. Today, we're kind of going to feel the effects of shifting from one Uh, area of scripture to another, kind of for the first time as we go through the Bible chronologically, instead of just the order that we have it traditionally in our English Bibles. Because we will be shifting today in our Old Testament reading from going through the very familiar beginnings in the book of Genesis to the book of Job. Now, why in the world are we doing this? Well, uh, even based on some of the things that we see today, most Bible scholars think that while the book of Job, it might not have been written until later, the events it describes um, happen early on kind of in history, back in this patriarchal era. And even as we're about to shift into the story of Abraham In the book of Genesis, it is likely somewhere around this time that the events of the book of Job happen. So that's why we're we're doing this chronologically. But I also want us to see, I think there's actually a good theological reason for this. And that's because every one of you needs to just kind of accept the reality of this statement. You are going to suffer. Did you catch that? You are going to suffer. And think even just what we've already read in the beginnings in Genesis, going back to Genesis 3. And it is clear that now, since then, all of us, we live in a world that is broken and we live in a world that is cursed by sin. And in that world, every single one of us on one level or another is going to experience suffering. And if that surprises you, you have not read the Bible very much, or you have not really read it with eyes wide open. People want to criticize Christianity as some rosy fairy tale, everything works out religion. You're not really understanding what the Bible is saying. The Bible is no stranger to suffering. We have seen that in the book of Genesis, and now we're going to get neck deep in it in in the book of Job. And I think this is actually a great thing for us to look at early on in our journey through the Bible this year, uh, because so much of what we're going to see in the Bible should arm us, should prepare us for the suffering that all of us will inevitably face. And of course, none of you is listening to this podcast today that has not experienced suffering at some level in your life. We've all have experienced and we all will experience it. And some of us will experience more than others. Uh, It will go through different phases in our life that might include more suffering. uh, And some will be very intense. And clearly what we're going to see in Job is an example of the intensity of suffering, but also so many lessons that we can learn. You are going to suffer. The Bible warns us of the reality of that, but so much of what the Bible teaches us is really going to arm us and prepare us for how to think, how to respond when suffering knocks on our door. 
And so today we're going to look at Job chapter 1 through 3. And, and some of this is the most familiar part of the book of Job. Uh, we started off, we, we see Job first and foremost is a godly man. He was, it says he was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. And kind of like we saw with Zechariah yesterday, that's something all of us who love Jesus should aspire to. And also describes him as a very wealthy man. And even someone that's thoughtful, even his, he thinks of his children and doesn't want one of them to have sinned and curse God in their hearts. He's mindful even of them. But then we are taken to this scene in heaven where God and Satan interact. A very interesting, um, a very interesting scene here. And God is the one who actually brings up Job. In verse 8, he says, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? Then Job answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. And so there we see what really is one of the key themes of the book of Job, and especially of these first two chapters, it raises a theological question, is it worth it to follow God? And even, is it worth it to follow God when your path in life is going through intense suffering? Because that's what Satan really charges Job with. He accuses Job, saying, oh, Job is only following you, God, because you've blessed him. Of course, he's going to follow you. Look, he's got it all. He's got kids. He's got riches. Uh, you know, of course, he follows you. Take that all the way, and he's not going to follow you. And God says, all right, I, I will allow you to, to try that. And so then we get, you know, the famous scenes of the four messengers that come and basically all of his crops, all of his, you know, cattle, you know, everything. It's a disaster. And Obviously, most painful, his children gather and the house collapses upon them and they are all dead. He, he has lost his possessions. He has lost his children. And what does he do? Does he curse God to his face like Satan said? No. In, in verse 21, you know, or verse 20, really, it says, Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. That's how he responded in the suffering. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, if you've been a Christian for any length of time in the 2000s, in this century, you have no doubt sung the song, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord, and the bridge of that song that says, You give and take away, you give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. It's good to know that comes in the Bible from this passage, after Job has lost everything. And so one of the messages here is no matter what is going on in your life, and even in the the worst suffering, God is still worthy of being worshipped. Do you believe that? And are you ready for that 
when suffering comes knocking at your door, when suffering comes to you, are you going to say, I don't know about following God? Or are you going to say, I will worship God no matter what? And then in chapter two, things get worse. Uh, now Satan attacks his body and he gives him the, talks about these sores. It seems like uh, he doesn't give him, you know, maybe the most serious medical condition threatening his life, but he gives him the most painful and annoying and just, ugh, just horrible affliction that he could have. And even in this, his wife comes now and says, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God and shall we not receive evil? And all this Job did not sin with his lips. Job was clearly prepared for suffering and he realized that God was worthy of being worshiped no matter what was going on in his life. And he said, hey, we receive good from God. Should I not also receive evil from God and no matter what worship his name? Now, as a pastor, that has put me kind of in a front row seat to see so many different people go through suffering. And you see some that, you know, they come across suffering and they seem surprised. Well, where is this coming from? And it seems that they had not really read through passages of scripture like this or thought about things like this uh, and really come to where Job was to say, there's going to be good in life. There's going to be evil. And I'm going to accept it all from God and worship him no matter what. Is that your resolution as we go through the Bible now? But as you go through whatever you're going through in your life to accept it all from God to say in the end, blessed be your name. Now, that does not mean that Christians just kind of say, whoop to do every reason, you know, I'm just going to sing about everything in my life. No, because even though Job is doing this in chapter three, you're going to see the depth of Job's grief and his lamentation. And even, you know, he'll talk about, man, it'd be better if I hadn't been born because let the day perish on which I was born. And even a godly guy like Job is going to experience that. So even though we should have this trust in God, that does not mean that we won't experience the depths of grief and lamentation and crying out. And that that won't be something that you will never experience and, and people in your life will experience that. And you can experience that and be a godly person. We have several examples of that in scripture. But also we see even a reminder that While the devil is certainly involved here, God is certainly still sovereign over this and even putting limits on what Satan can do. So God is still sovereign even in our suffering. And that's something we'll see towards the end of the book of Job too. But again, the Bible does not teach, hey, if you follow Christ, everything's going to go great in your life. No, get ready for suffering and arm yourself with a mindset that is based on scripture as you prepare for that inevitable reality. And that actually gives us a good segue to our New Testament portion, where we move from the announcement of the birth of John the Baptist to the announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ, as the angel Gabriel comes and declares that to Mary. Now, if you're a part of Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, hopefully some of this is familiar to you, because this is what we really focused on the Sunday before Christmas and on Christmas Eve at our church. As we looked at these passages, really the announcement from Gabriel to Mary, and then the Magnificat, kind of the song that Mary responds with uh, here in the latter verses 
of our portion today. But notice again the connection with suffering. That Mary is basically told, hey, you've been chosen for a special mission from God. And it's going to involve blowing up all the plans that you had in your in your life, right? This plan for an ideal family that you might have had, nope, that's out the window because you're going to have to go through this experience where you're pregnant, but you're a virgin. And try explaining that to people. And this, while well, it's the blessing that this Messiah it, that's coming through you, you know, he's he's going to be the Son of God, he's going to be the Messiah, but even what we'll see by the end of chapter two, uh, it, this is going to be painful for you, even as Jesus is crucified. Mary's path of service involved suffering, but notice her attitude towards it. What does she say in the end to the angel in verse 38? And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And so we we see that she is willing to accept what God puts in front of her and to submit as the servant of the Lord. When circumstances come into your life that aren't what you asked for, is that what your heart is ready to say? God, I'm your servant. I'll do whatever you want me to do, even if it means difficulty for me. And Mary, she sees past the difficulty for her and she does see the bigger picture of what God is doing. And that's why in verse 46, she begins this song, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has looked upon the humble estate of his servant for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things and for me, and holy is his name, right? That she praises God for what he has done. And notice again, even that God puts himself into the suffering as the son of God. He takes on flesh, becomes a human, is born in the likeness of human flesh. And even that was an act of suffering for him. So the Bible is no stranger to suffering. You're going to experience it in this fallen world, and you'll even experience it specifically as a servant of Christ. But I hope some of the things we have seen today, and especially we'll continue to see in the book of Job, will help arm you and prepare you for whatever suffering uh, you might face, and that in the midst of it, you will be able to say, following God is worth it no matter what. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.